You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. All right, welcome into Packers Total Access. I'm your host, Clayton Bailey. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. If you'd like to email the show, you can do so by sending a message to Packers Total Access at gmail.com. And uh, guys, we have got an awesome show set up for you guys today. All right, um, let's just uh, let's lay it out here for you. We're going to hear from number 12, Aaron Rodgers, right, from, uh, from training camp. We're also going to hear from Christian Watson. And then we have a very, very special guest joining us. None other than Christian Watson's mother, Krista, is going to be on the line with us. That's right. We got Mama Bear Watson in the house. So everybody sit up straight. Make sure your chores are done. You guys are going to love the energy that she brings to the show. Um, what a phenomenal lady. Just hearing their story and, and hearing the hard work that went in to him making it to the NFL. Um, faced a, a ton of adversity that I think a lot of people on the surface didn't even realize and uh, just an amazing amazing lady really really excited that you guys get to hear from her so with that being said let's just jump right into it let's see uh let's see what number 12 had to say today uh in the uh or yesterday i apologize in the locker room uh there at lambeau um i know you've been asked this play 100 times before 15 what do you remember about your first family night I remember that we played the Bills, and I completed one pass. <laughs> that was a great pass. <laughs> uh, family has changed over the years, for sure. You know, it used to be a scrimmage, and then it was uh, really rough when it went to ones against twos, and we got beat up pretty good for a lot of years. Uh, AJ Hawk clothesline me one year. I think I was 2006. Uh, I got bitched out in the meeting for uh, faking a handoff and keeping it on a two-point conversion and spiking in the end zone. I remember the next day, uh, we've had rain outs or lightning outs. One year, I remember you know, we were sitting there for hours. We had like 10, no, I mean, it's probably like 25 pizzas delivered. We're playing cards <laughs> and all eating pizza, waiting to see if they're gonna you know, hold everybody uh, to see if we're actually gonna do this. So family night is a lot of fun. And just like the soccer game the other day, usually the weather, is a wild card. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, a weekend. Mags is going to go first. Yeah. A weekend to it. Is Tom coaching you any different than previously, or is it just picking up right where you left off? It's different for me because I haven't been coached like that since he was here, but I love it. I really do. Tom just understands the little things in the position, and so every drill is working on one specific thing, 
And it's really how I was able to polish my fundamentals and learn how to throw in rhythm and throw on time and, and not in, you know make premeditated decisions, one of the quarterback moral sins. And so we're having a lot of fun. Just this morning, you know, we talked about an adjustment in the red zone on a certain play, and he goes, yeah, remember you hit driver, and I was like, finish the sentence, 2008 at Tennessee. And so that's kind of the fun part of having Tom back. Tom loves the game. He loves being back in it. And for me to have him back in a room, and I've had some great ones over the years. Um, and, and But Tom will always have a special place in my heart because he was the master when I was the young, young student. And it's great having them back. I right, love it. Obviously, he talked about family night and, and the crazy weather that we've seen over the years. And he talked about getting scolded for spiking a ball in the end zone on a on a, a play that shouldn't have happened. Right. Talked about the guys eating pizza in the uh, in the locker room, you know, for a, a huge uh, lightning delay. And um, just really good memories around family night. And, you know, you guys know family night's coming up tomorrow. I'm really excited to tune into that. We're actually going to have boots on the ground on the front row. Packer owner Bobby is going to join us on the show immediately following the fireworks, kind of get his uh, his take on it. So that'll probably be in the Saturday show. So you guys can kind of hear <clears throat> what the energy was like down there on the field and all that good stuff. But Aaron also uh, talking about Tom Clements being back in the building. And, and man, when you, when you hear them discuss things that happened, you know, gosh, I guess it was over a decade ago, right? And they still remember the exact plays. And he always talks about Tom Clements, you know, uh, kind of uh, cementing in these uh, these uh, intangibles, these these fundamentals, I should say, of playing the quarterback position. And I heard on a podcast where Aaron was talking earlier about how he went back and watched film and, and caught just a little a little hitch that he was screwing up on his on his drop back, and and it took him going all the way back to 2010 and watching the tape. If you guys remember, he talked about that. I believe it was either in 2019 or 2020. And lo and behold, the next year he wins an MVP. He said it was just one of those subtle things that I got lazy, uh, not lazy in a way that I'm not willing to work, but just, you know, just taking advantage and taking uh, kind of uh, uh, for granted the arm strength and the ability to to make certain throws that you didn't do all of the fundamentals correctly. Well, now he's got Tom Clements who taught him those things who's back in the room as quarterback coach. And uh, I love that he mentioned that he's, he's had some great ones over the years, not to dog anybody else, but uh, Tom Clements being back in that locker. Guys, it, as much as it's going to help Aaron to have Tom Tom back in the, uh, in, the, in the locker room in the coaching staff, right, think of what it's going to do for Jordan Love. If Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, is sitting there saying, this is the difference, the impact that this man made on my career, imagine what it could do for a young Jordan Love. That's really, really exciting. So now we're going to move on to Christian Watson. We had him in the locker room today, and let's uh, let's see what he had to say. Did that knee ever bug you in the pre-draft process or no? No. Okay. How much – you were here at least for OTA. How much of OTAs, even though that's where it started to you, just going through that, how much do you think that helped carry us for maybe some of the time you're missing now? I mean, it helped a ton. I mean, this is probably, you know, the second or third time that we're getting to the install. So, I mean, everything's definitely starting to click uh, a lot more in terms of, uh, you know, the playbook and the offense. Um, so, you know, now I'm able to kind of slow things down a little bit. Um, obviously, you know, look at it from a different perspective on the, on the sideline right now. Um, but definitely feels like things have slowed down uh, now. Obviously, you know, having been through, um, you know, mini camp and then OTAs um, and then now coming into training camp. 
There's a picture of you and Romeo celebrating after he made a big play. I think I think it was yesterday. What's it been like for you? I know it's frustrating not being able to be on the field, but what's it been like for you to watch a fellow rookie have as much success as he's had? Uh, I mean, it's, it's been amazing. I mean, that's the kind of you know culture that you know I've kind of you know been introduced to since the moment I stepped foot. Um, you know, in this club is that, you know, that we're going to celebrate each other's success. And, I mean, you know, we're only as strong as, as the weakest link. And, um, you know, I'm going to be just as excited, you know, if I was scoring touchdowns, you know, if Rome was or, you know, Allen or Kabi. Um, I mean, you know, it's kind of the same thing for me for me in college. Um, you know, there was a lot of opportunities that, you know, weren't, you know, given to me in a sense, you know, with, we ran the ball a lot and that was how we were successful. Um, so, you know, just learning how to, you know, be happy for your teammates and, and uh, you know, be happy with your, with your role in that specific play, you know, being just as happy, you know, as if you, you know, make a touchdown block, um, you know, if you score a touchdown. Um, so, I mean, it's exciting to be able to see, uh, you know, those, those guys go out there and do their thing and, and continue to grow and make plays. All right. So that was Christian Watson. Uh, a couple things here. Um, you know, he was asked right off the bat, um, did that knee bother you going into the draft process? And he immediately said no. Um, I have confirmation now of what some of us suspected was the injury or quote unquote injury. And you'll hear Krista talk about it um, in our interview. It was just floating cartilage in the knee. The Packers, and, and she talks about in the interview, the Packers are just top notch um, when it comes to their doctors and their medical uh, staff. And and they they caught early that he had a little bit of floating cartilage, which is nothing. Guys, this is not a major injury. This isn't something that's going to linger. Um, now, knock on wood, any, anything can happen as far as future things, right? And we're going to speak and believe that's not going to happen to Christian. And he's going to have a an awesome career and stay healthy, right? But at the same time, we just want to mention that that's all that was. So they went in, they cleaned that up, they caught it before the season started. My guess, and I'm just spitballing here, I'm just throwing this out here, I think he would be ready for week one based off of our conversation. So that's somewhat breaking news here uh, on Packers Total Access is that's the extent of the injury. Um, basically nothing, and looking forward to seeing Christian Watson get on the field. So with that being said, we're going to take a break, all right? And before we do, we want to announce that uh, today's show is brought to you by Pristine Auction. PristineAuction.com is the most trusted sports memorabilia auction site with an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Uh, auctions on PristineAuction.com start at just $1, and each day there's over a 1,000 autographed items available. So you win authentic signatures at affordable prices. Just last week, an autographed Justin Herbert jersey sold for $110, and deals like this are happening all the time on PristineAuction.com. They have about every player you could want, including Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you name it, they've got it all. Every item on pristineauction.com comes with a certificate of authenticity from the industry's most reputable authenticators. Uh, upgrade your collection of signed memorabilia today and get $10 off your first item one when you use the code ROGERS when you sign up. Again, pristineauction.com, use code ROGERS, that's R-O-D-G-E-R-S, and get $10 off your first item one. In addition to the $10 off the first item, we're giving away a signed Quay Walker jersey to one lucky listener who signs up using the code ROGERS. So here's your chance to win, guys. Make sure you uh, enter that contest. All you got to do is sign up on their website using my registration code ROGERS to be entered. Links are in the description. With that being said, let's take us a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we're going to have our very own Miss Krista Watson joining us. And she's going to tell us everything you uh, you thought you knew and uh, about Christian Watson and uh, give you some insight on 
the draft process. There's just so much, so much good information here. And I think you're going to be the same as me. You're going to come away from this interview with a lot more respect for Christian and a ton of respect for the woman who's responsible for raising him. But like I said, let's take us a quick commercial break. We'll come back and talk to Krista. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't just misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you. Us Days at U.S. Cellular, exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, we are now honored to have on the line with us uh, someone who I think is is more important than Jason Vrabel, the wide receivers coach in in Green Bay. Personally, this is the uh, the lady that's responsible for giving birth to number nine for the Green Bay Packers, our very own Christian Watson. And Krista, uh, thank you so much for your time. And I got to ask, uh, what's going on in your life other than just you know raising world class athletes? I mean, it's a full-time job, or I guess it used to be a full-time job because Christian is actually the baby of the family. He's the youngest of three, and they're all grown up, in fact. So um, I work full-time a lot and save my PTO and vacation time for football season because both my both my boys play football. Awesome. That's right. So am I remembering correctly that your other son is in the – is he in the CFL? Is that right? He is in the CFL now, yeah. Um, he He's been – Everywhere from Miami Dolphins training camp right out of college to the XFL to um, the last two years in the Canadian Football League. Awesome. Awesome stuff. I'll tell you, that that's amazing. I mean, the, the pedigree that runs in the family is, is absolutely awesome. Um, I got to ask you this about Christian. The one thing that I noticed, first of all, on our draft night when he was drafted, we went ballistic. We were so excited. He was he was probably the wide receiver that we wanted the most. I mean, he's just a a freak on the football field, all the measurables, all of that. But the thing that I noticed as soon as they did the rookie premiere and all the pictures and everything started to come out, this kid never stopped smiling. 
I mean, has he always been like that? Just, I mean, every picture you see him in, he's constantly just looks like he's the happiest guy in the room. And and you had a lot of the rookies in the in the premier picture, Chris. So they were trying to look tough and mean mug and all that, right? And and there, <laughs> there's Christian just like, this is awesome. Like, is he always like that? I mean, I, I have to be really honest. I, I, I've never really been asked that, but then I think that um, by and large, every one of my family members, kids and me, like, I think we're all like that, to be honest. Like we're, we had none of our, none of us take ourselves too, too seriously. Um, I mean, you have to remember Christian is a, he's a grown up, right? But he turned 23 years old a couple weeks after the draft on May 12th. So, I mean, if you were him, wouldn't you be smiling too? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, it's just so refreshing, though, to see that, you know, that that newness of spirit, because, you know, sometimes we get we get so used to watching athletes who have been in the league so long and and then to have someone come in, especially with his caliber of talent and uh, and just seem you could just tell that he's just he's so happy to be there. He wants to be there. He wants to be working. Um, he just seems like an awesome, awesome kid. And that's really a testament to you. I say kid, but you're right. He is a grown man. Just, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I call them all my kids and I have, you know, those that I birthed and a lot of them that I didn't birth that also call me mom, you know, through the years, mm -hmm. especially when your kids play sports like football um, and my kids played all kinds of sports. But um, but Christian is just a happy person. I mean, he's a happy young man. I think he's um, I think his his inner joy shows you know on the outside the fact that he is really down to earth the fact that um i think what you see when you see it, his interaction with people i mean obviously you know i go to work every day so i get to watch his life right now more on twitter <laughs> probably <laughs> probably less up close and personal than even you or anyone who's been able to go to camp or anything else i mean i i work so um I, I get to see it too. And, and I love to see that he's happy, looks happy as a mom. I think that you want your kids to grow up and be who they want to be, not who you want them to be. Yeah. And I, I think it shows, you know, in, in him, you know, what you're noticing, I, I think is evident and it's an outward sign of his inner joy, to be honest. Yeah. And when he showed up to uh, rookie orientation and OTAs, if I remember correctly, the picture that I seen, one of the first photos I seen of him kind of in that practice jersey, he was on the sidewalk and, and walking with a couple other players and he was fist bumping this this tiny little kid right on. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorites so far. It is awesome. And I noticed you retweeted it out and you referred to him as Scoot. And I wanted to ask you about that. Like, where did the, I'm assuming that's a nickname. You know, every every mom gives their kids a nickname. I'm the baby of the family as well. Uh, unfortunately, my mother passed away a couple of years ago. But to the day she died, she still referred to me as that nickname. And I'm not going to repeat it because my listeners will make so much fun of me. It's not even funny. <laughs> but with Scoot, how did he get the nickname Scoot? Is anything come to mind there? Um. Oh, yeah, a lot, actually. Um. I have to be honest with you. I'm not the one that gave him that nickname. I think that actually their dad gave um, him that nickname and it just kind of stuck from the time he was really, really little. Um, he, he, he liked to move around really early, super young. Actually, both my boys did. My daughter was lazy when it came to walking and <laughs> all of that because she knew everybody would pick her up. And although Christian is the baby of the family and he has definitely milked that to this day, still milking that, that probably won't ever end 
you know a little something about that and um, <laughs> he just used to always you know scoot around when he was trying to learn how to crawl and then you know became walking and then you know next thing he was running and christian's always been a kind of obsessed with with sports with running i mean he got to kindergarten for example and we had been calling him scoop for years at that point because he loved to run he was watching his older brother play football you know one season before i mean christian was literally four years old not even five yet and he was like yeah i don't ever want to play flag i just want to go straight to tackle and i'm fairly certain we dressed him out a couple months prior to when he was actually supposed to have played <laughs> um he wouldn't let us not do it and it just seemed kind of right but um at the end of the day i will never forget his kindergarten teacher telling us that parent teacher conference that he he would he would forego recess with his friends in kindergarten to join the teachers in running club so they would literally run the teachers would during during like lunch break and recess christian would run with them versus sometimes playing with friends on the on the field so i mean he's a track you know he's a track guy he was always involved in in track and one he was fast he's still fast um but then he kind of runs straight up and down like michael johnson so i mean he does look like he's scooting so we just we've always called him scoot it stuck from the time he was little it's he's grown into it he probably hates it you know right now if we asked if we asked him but i mean i'm a mom and kind of like your mom i'm not asking you if you like it or if you don't i'm still gonna call you that you know how we, that's what we do exactly exactly i love it well i i hope that he embraced it because I think it would be really cool. You know, it's kind of an NFL tradition that if a team or if a player's name or nickname has, you know, two O's in it, how the crowd, it almost sounds like a boo, but you know, like school. Well, we've been, we, we have many, many, many a videotaped youth football game, high school football game, middle school football game, college football game with the entire crowd saying exactly that. So I know exactly what you mean. That is awesome. I cannot wait. And I hope, that that happens at Lambeau. That would be unbelievable. The first touchdown, if if fans are sober enough in the moment there at Lambeau to, to catch on, I think that would be awesome. Um, let me ask you, uh, let me ask you about a tweet that you sent out, Greg. You're probably going, oh no, what did I do? Right. I, this this is my favorite right here. I was kind of doing a little Twitter stalking, and I see <laughs> I seen this tweet. And uh, I'm going to read the negative tweet. I'm going to re read your response because it was epic. It was absolutely epic. So this is some, first of all, you, you, all you need to know about the person that tweeted this out is the name. It's, you know, I won't read the whole thing, but it's D-E-T and a whole bunch of numbers, right? A whole okay. bunch of numbers, which means. It's probably a bot. Exactly. <laughs> so this is what it says. Too bad he is not an elite route runner. Didn't rank. Didn't rank the top of any staple routes they run in the NFL, the slant, the hitch, the out, etc. And didn't produce numbers in college. Why are we hopping this guy to be a first round pick? Well, here comes Chris Dan, right? Guns of blazing. And I love this. Well, he lined up at, at X, not slot, where you see those routes. North Dakota State used him in more versatile ways as a threat, but the team only passes about 15 times per game. You know, that's about 20% of total offense. And they typically used him as a deep threat we're in the backfield on sweeps. He definitely put up numbers. I was like, mama knows ball. That, that is awesome. So tell me a little bit about that response. Um, I, I mean, honestly, 
I could be, I could be nothing but on social media, Twitter all day at this point, you know, debating people about everything leading up to the draft, whether he was, you know, worthy of where people were positioning him prior to the draft or whether he was worthy of his actual draft position. But that's not really what I want to do. And that's not who I am. Um, That day, though, I think I was like, man, if somebody really has time to sound that ignorant, not knowledgeable, let me school them a little bit today because I'm sure they probably weren't expecting it from me. And to be frank, I think I wrote that faster than any other two word tweet that I've ever, (laughs) that I've ever sent out. Um, I'm not a Twitter debater. I'm not going to argue with people on Twitter. I mean, when you, when you get into this position, part of that means you get, you realize you have a fan base. That also means you have haters too, which is, I mean, kind of fun, I guess, at the end of the day, who knows, but you know, it's my son, it's my kid. When I look at him, I see, you know, two day old Christian. I say, see, you know, one year old Christian Watson with a binky in his mouth. I see, you know, three-year-old Christian Watson dragging around his baby tiger that he carried around for years and years and years until the tail and one leg fell off. Like (laughs) I see that. So I think that day and all of the, you know, the anticipation building up to that point was just like, man, if you can find that much time to be so negative, let me tell you why you're wrong. And I usually don't care about that, but I felt like if you're going to measure him specifically by or his merit by or his performance by things he would never have done at the positions he actually played in college, which would mean all of those stat lines would be pretty much zero, just like you called it out. I mean, you're right in that regard, but only because he didn't play those posi- the position that would have you know accumulated statistics in those columns. So, yeah. I mean, that was definitely a mama bear moment for sure. Um, I was, I I mean, I guess I would have hoped that no one really would have seen or caught on to that because who am I with like 850 followers on Twitter? Absolutely no one but Christian's mom. So, Hey, and that's all you need to be because I'm telling you, when I read the tweet, it was like, okay, yeah, she obviously knows way more about football than that random guy. <laughs> so good. I mean, it was probably, you know, it was either some really lonely, you know, middle-aged gentleman with no friends living in his mom's basement <laughs> or something or his parents' basement, like, unfortunately, probably still gaming in his mid-40s or 50s, but because he doesn't have a social life. And I'm, I feel sorry for that kind of a person because obviously they are lacking something or they're deficient something in life to have to pick on someone else all the time. Mm-hmm. But then it could also be somebody's random 12 or 14 year old grandson at the same time. I mean, right. I don't know. At the end of the day, I feel like I, you know, I might've gone in a little too far, but I don't think so at the same time. No, not at all. If anything, you, he came away a more educated football fan after your tweet. I'm just going to say that. So um, I want to read a quote to you. And this is from Christian himself, Um, you know, coming into, I I can't remember exactly when, when this quote was taken, um, which locker room interview, but he said, I'm ready to work. I'm ready to learn. And I'm ready to get after it. I know he's going to be tough on me. And that's exactly what I want. And he was referring to playing with Aaron Rodgers Mm -hmm. and that attitude right there. I, I read that and I said, man, wow, that's, that's all you need to know about Christian Watson. 
he's he's ready to take on any constructive criticism, whatever it takes to learn from the best and be the best version of him. And that's all anyone could ever ask. Right. And and it kind of got me thinking. And it was like, wow, when I watch that draft night video and you're on the couch with him. Right. And mm. I see your reaction and I see him get emotional. And it's like, man, you, you look at that video and you can just see an outward an outward showing of all of the practices, all of the times that he may have gotten hurt on the field and you picked him up, all of the times that that you sacrificed, like you said, you know, working a, a normal full time job or whatever and and still taking the time and taking your vacation time and saying, look, the most important thing in my life is attending my son's football game and being there for him in all those crucial moments. What was that draft night like to you when they called his name to go to the Green Bay Packers? What what were you feeling? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I feel like I remember my conversation with him earlier that day, like earlier that night. And I was like, listen, you've worked your whole life having fun, doing what you're good at. Um, you had a crossroads in your life where you had to pick between, you know, which sport was I going to be, you know, be the, be, be a star at, was I going to really want to work at which one was, you know, I'm most passionate about because there does come a time you can't, you, you, even if you're an elite athlete, you can't be an elite athlete in 20 different sports. Unfortunately, there's just not enough time to give your whole self to any one of those uh, and divide, you know, it, it's not, you're not a pie. Mm -hmm. And at the point in time, which you chose football, I think football chose you, but I think when you chose football, Christians live that, that, that whole entire underdog thing ever since he got into high school up until his eighth grade year playing little league football, like pop Warner and our Tampa Bay Youth football league. Um, up until that time, he'd always been like hands down a star on the field. Um, he got to high school and he he chose to go to a high school where everybody's a star. There's 125 kids on varsity. Every freshman plays JV. No freshmen play varsity until after the freshman season's over. There were just too many kids. They won back-to-back -back high school, um, state high school championships. It was a very competitive program. And there were so many kids that went out for the program over and over and over again. I could list five guys in the last two years that have been drafted from his high school. Um, with that being said, and, you know, to kind of circle it back around, I, I chatted with Christian in the hallway at the Airbnb we had, and I told him for me, you know, I just wanted to let him know how proud I was of him because for me and, and for him, we talked about it at that moment, the feeling was, what I knew it would be, which is, this is a, a culmination of all the hard work you put in, all the hard work I've put in, all the times, you know, we all as a family had to choose who goes where with who, because I have three kids that are 23, 25, and 26. My boys are less than three years apart. Wow. So they, you know, there were, there were years that we played on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. I had a daughter that was cheering JV on Thursday, son that was playing on Friday. Um, 
football and a, and a kid that was playing Saturday morning. And then there were years that I had Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays when my son was playing on Thursdays. My daughter was cheering on Fridays and Christian was playing on Saturdays and that flip flopped around for so long. And of course now it's Saturdays and Sundays, you know, during college <laughs> for a while. And I had two boys in college at the same time playing in different places. I mean, I, there were a lot of choices that had to be made, you know, made whether my mom was going, whether I was going, whether their dad and his wife were going, whether my daughter was going in, you know, in my, in my absence um one of us would go one way and one of us would go the other way so we would always always be there you know for each other yeah and so ooh, that got me a little emotional i'm sorry um, <laughs> oh no it's good um but honestly i told him you you can find like finally exhale and only for a moment because this is a big boy job this is what you asked for. This is what you said you wanted. This is where everyone that's ever been in your position wants to be. And you're here. And you earned you earned your place in college sports from high school. And you've earned your place in professional football from your performance in college, high school, and your whole life. But what's going to keep you in professional football is going to be your attitude. And it's going to be your work ethic. And if you don't love this every day, you're not going to want to get up and do it because football is really hard. It's hard on your body. It's hard on your family. It's hard, hard on a marriage. It's hard on relationships. Um, it's hard on your, you, you know, overall, like you, you, you miss a lot of what's going on with everybody else in your family for all the years that you are playing football. Yeah. And if you're immature, you know, emotionally and, and, and what not, you're not prepared for that. So I just let them know, Hey, listen, I just feel like right here where you are right now. And that exhale, I think you saw in that video for him and for me was like, everyone had been telling him six, seven months prior to that. Yeah. It's looking like anywhere between, you know, fourth and sixth round, you know, coming out of North Dakota state. You know, it is what it is. Okay. I mean, who's not going to take that? Christian was going to take that. Even if he knew he's, even if he knew all those years, people were like, eh, he's, you know, he's undersized. He's this, he's that. Like there was no one ever looking at him and truly championing him as this, as they do other guys. And I think he saw that. And I think he worked harder because of it. And he never really cares to compare himself to someone else. He just cares to compare himself to him. And when that time came around, it was like a finally, I, I'm validated and I earned it because you go from being fourth to sixth round player in August or September of last year. And then the agents that he was talking to were like, yeah, you know, I mean, if we can get him, you know, a, a bowl game invite of some kind when the you know senior bowl or the east west shrine game or nfl people if we can get him one of those all-star invites you know his draft stock might rise might be looking at third to fifth round okay so by the end of the season he's balling at north dakota state um we get to senior night he gets no invite to senior bowl a couple weeks later he got an invite to the east west shrine game he accepted it the day that he 
the day that they played in the championship in Frisco in January this last year, um, his agent that he would subsequently sign with as soon as the game was over, as soon as he could, because he couldn't until then. Mm-hmm. He can't sign in with an agent and be a professional you know, player while you're still playing NCAA or collegiate athletics. And his agent was like, listen, I have, you know, I have good news. Christian's getting a senior bowl invite. And we all knew that that was his best opportunity to increase his draft stock. And then the next, you know, next thing following that, you know, around senior bowl time was he got a combine invite. And all I had ever told him was, you know, my older son didn't get invited to the combine. He still made his way. You can still make your way. Just because you don't get all of these things doesn't mean that you can't make your way. You're not going to stop. You can stop trying now. <laughs> wow. After all this, you know, and so it was discouraging because ev- it seemed like every last thing was dangled in front of him as a carrot. Like, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. And I, I knew he was disappointed to some degree. But, you know, every day that went by when he got his combine invite and I, you know, I looked at him and I was like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I know, and everybody that you know knows that you're an absolute freak of nature. So they really never seen anything like you in, in the body you have, in the strength you have, in the, you know, in the speed that you have all packaged in one almost six foot five human being. They've never seen that. They've never gotten to lay eyes on you like that, all of them at one time. So, you know, it's going to be a long, grueling week, but you need to put in the work and you need to be prepared. And he was. And I just watched his maturity process that, you know, that whole time. And then all of a sudden after the senior bowl, after the combine, there was conversations of third round, then up to second round, and then even into first round. And then now what we know is that Green Bay tried to get him at pick 32 in the first round. Yeah. And Minnesota said no because they didn't want him to have a fifth year option and have to see him in that division for five years. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But they did Christian a huge favor that night um, by letting him go two more picks because it changes the trajectory of his, his career and potentially his contracts and paydays um, down the road. So there's pros and cons to going in the first round versus going in the second round. And, you know, he was just always focused on whatever the pros were of everything. And I think that's who Christian is overall is like, there's not a a series of, you know, there's not a series of events that you can put him through. That's going to find, you're going to find him discouraged. He is ready to work. He does want someone to be hard on him. Um, I think that's the only thing really that probably translated from our home to sports directly as a mom when when their dad and I got divorced in 2009 2010 their dad moved to a different state um is me and you know the three kids and with with you gotta you know with three kids in the house and everybody's busy and my kids are good kids Mm -hmm. I didn't have problems with any of my kids but they keep you busy and there's just really only one of you and you have to be everywhere all the time for everyone and I was like look everybody around here has to pull their weight I mean, I, I can't do it all. So we're a team. And so everything's been teamwork in our family. Everything's been really centered, was centered around all of them and their sports and their academic obligations. And so when, when you see that coming from Christian, that I want to work hard, I need someone who's hard on me. Um, I think that's what he's always known. 
I think he's always known that he's got to prove himself and he need he needs someone to hold him accountable. And at least he knows that about him, about himself. Wow. What, what an answer. That is unbelievable. Absolutely crushed it. <clears throat> I'll say this too, as you were describing, um, and I'm going to let you go after this. I, I, I appreciate you being so, you know, so flexible with your time. It means the world to us. Um, but as you were telling his story there and, and all of the things, the adversity he had to face, uh, you know, it, it reminded me of Aaron Rodgers' story. You know, Aaron didn't get a Division One A scholarship. He had to go to Butte Community College and work his way up. He, he worked out for for uh, the Cal coach who came in, who was just taking a look at him and, and signed him on the spot, and that's how he got the Division One. And then, of course, Aaron falling in the draft, just like you you know you kind of see Christian doing a little bit. Like you said, it was a little bit different story coming, you know, third round and second round. Then they were talking first round, and Green Bay wanted him with that fifth year option. But you know they they've got a lot of commonalities between the two of them, and uh, I think they're going to be a a match made in heaven. And I, I can't wait to see him get healthy and uh, and get on that field. And, and do what he does, because I, I'll tell you this right now, Krista, um, from, uh, you know, a, a longtime Packer fan, we're going to take care of Green Bay is going to absolutely love rooting for your son. And we understand he's a rookie and we understand it may take a little time, but we want him to emerge as this this underdog story you just described. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. The insight you just gave our listeners and, and me, I, I knew none of that. And the fact that as you know, to some extent, a single mom and handling all that. I mean, that's amazing. It, it it really explains why he is the person he is and why he's excelled at the highest level and uh, and why he's now got this opportunity that, like you said, they're on draft night. You guys realize that, hey, it's OK to exhale for a minute and say, all right, let's take this in for a second. And then we're going to get back to work. Yeah, not too long. You know, just. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but what I did make him promise me last year, the beginning of, you know, his his final season playing football, because he made he made his decision. Um, he could have had a covid year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I we talked and this probably was probably around Labor Day, I guess, of last year. I went up for a game and um, we talked and he was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm ready. And I was like, OK, well, yeah, you know, I, I promise you one thing. If you let all of this buzz around you and these conversations go and you just let them happen and you don't worry about them and you just have fun, I bet you have your best season that you've ever had. Um, you know, there's it's a lot of pressure, I think, that people don't understand that goes along with these, you know, along with these positions. And and, you know, Christian was very under recruited. I'm sure you've seen the stories incredibly under recruited out of high school because Christian is young. I mean, like I said, he just turned 23. So he was not, he was, he was barely 18 when he graduated from high school. And I took him like two or three weeks later and dropped him off, you know, at school, but he had one offer from North Dakota state coming out of high school because he was undersized going into his senior year of high school. And he committed to North Dakota state and stayed committed the entire time. Um, he knew he could go. He knew he could win. He knew that would be TV. He knew that would be exposure. He knew that would be always be a big time quarterback situation. Carson Wentz had just come from there. Easton stick was there at the time. And then of course, Trey Lance, who's now taken over the San, you know, San Francisco 49ers. Um, he he knew and he felt right about it and he felt like that was the best decision for him but you know all he needed was just one 
And that's all he's really ever focused on was needing just one chance, just one opportunity and making the most of it. And I think that he did that with his college career. He did it with the senior bowl. He did it with the combine and his reward for that is the opportunity to play football as a professional for a career, which very few people get to do. Yeah. I love it. I cannot wait to see him on that field. And I'm sure you feel exactly the same way. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. (laughs) I know it's a different kind of excitement when your kids get to this level though, honestly, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's the first time I went down to um, a game in Miami and then they also had a preseason game here. Like, you know, I watched my son and my oldest son in NFL stadiums. Now I get to watch Christian and three weeks into the season, he actually plays here for the Bucks home opener is against the Packers. So he's playing a home away game. I did not even think about that. You guys live in Tampa, right? Yeah. My goodness. That how awesome is that? Wow. Yeah. There's probably like five or 600 of us that are tailgating um, between (laughs) high school, little league. I mean, all of us really there are, it's going to be a pretty big deal. And my birthday is the weekend before that. So I'm my planning to spend my, I usually spend all my birthdays in September at a football game. Last year, I was at the Towson game in DC. My daughter and I ended up spending that time. So we're doing that again this year. And I'm going to go up and watch them play Chicago the weekend before. And then I'll be in Kansas city, which is where I'm originally from um, for the preseason game, no matter whether he plays, doesn't play, whatever, you know, um, Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm sure you've heard he's not hurt. He's not injured. Right. He had a he had a you know he had a debridement, a piece of floating cartilage that was removed from um, from his knee after OTAs, so that it would not be an ongoing issue. And the best time to do it was when they did it because it gave him you know a few weeks before camp started. And clearly, you can see that he's you know doing just fine right now. They're they're going to tell him when you know when they want him to be ready. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's the thing. We uh, we are not worried as I'm speaking as fan base here. We're not worried about the next two games, three games, but we're talking about a career. Get it yep. started right. Make sure that knee is right. Make sure everything is good to go. He, he, he didn't have an injury to the, to the knee that caused it. There was no event. There was no actual injury. It this happens. The, these guys put a lot of impact and wear and tear on their bodies. And sometimes that's how their bodies respond. He's the cartilage, you know, it's like breaking a nail. Only he breaks cart. I guess he broke cartilage, you know? So it is what it is, but um, they, they have the best of the best when it comes to physicians and, and, and medical care and their medical team. So at the end of the day, you know, they've called me, he's called me. I've talked to them. I feel confident. He feels confident. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, preventive maintenance, that's all that is. And, and I, you know, like I said, we're speaking, believing, and, and we cannot wait to see him on the field. It's going to be awesome. But, um, man, I, Chris, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us. I do not, I could talk to you all night and I don't want to take up any more of your time. You were all, awesome. I feel like, I mean, that when that mama bear came out, I'm like, wow, this is, <laughs> this makes me think of my mom and just how protective you are. And, and, uh, and at the same time, you could tell that you didn't baby your kids. You you taught them no. stuff. You taught them to work, and and that's why they uh, they're all successful. I, I love. I seen that picture on Twitter of the of the family there. You with the kids, and uh, and it was just like, wow, man, what a what an awesome crew. Uh, 
Krista, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Hopefully, you know, at some point when um get to a game or something like that, we'll be able to, you know, meet in person. I'd love to meet you and put a face to a name. Um, and until then, I just appreciate, you know, you being supportive of not just Christian, but all those guys out there, because that's what fan bases do. They, they, you know, they, I coached here for 16 years. They lift up their team. The, the Packers fan base is one of the reasons that the team is always so good. And that's why I was like, oh, the, the only two places I could have thought that would have been such a great fit for Christian would have been Kansas City, where I'm from originally. And the Chiefs fan base is very similar to a yeah. Packer fan base, but I think the Packer fan base might have them a little, a little <laughs> bit right there. And, yeah. I mean, simply because they're team owners at that point. Right. Yeah. Oh, good. I thank you for having me. Um, I hope that I've, you know, given you a little insight into who Christian Watson is. And um, I just pray for, you know, safety, health, and kicking some ass this season. Amen. And we're going to end it right there. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much, Krista. You were awesome. You're welcome. You have a good day. You too, huh? Bye-bye. Bye. Well, there you have it. I mean, it's obvious why Christian Watson is uh, the person he is. Um, having an amazing mother, uh, you know, responsible for raising him and the responsibility she had to take on with, with her children and, uh, and working full time to, uh, you know, to give them everything they needed to pursue their dreams. Obviously got a brother who's a professional football player as well. Um, been, I think she said a part of the, uh, XFL went to training camp with NFL teams. Um, you know, was, uh, is now in the CFL just, I mean, when you see the whole family, it's, it's, uh, it's easy to understand, um, why, they have what they have. They've worked for it, and just uh, really good, honest people. And man, I, I don't think I've been this excited to have a player on the Packers roster as a rookie um, in a long time. Because when you hear the backstory and you hear all the work that goes in, and all the blood, sweat, and tears that's poured in, and all the long practices that you know, like she said, having to pick and choose, and you heard her get emotional because it's uh, it's more than just a game, you know, guys. It's uh, it's about it's about family. It's about making sacrifices and her saying she had to choose between which practice or game to go to and, and being stretched in all these different directions. And now it, it paying off, um, uh, you know, to give him the opportunity to play at the, uh, at the NFL level is just, uh, it's phenomenal. So again, special thank you to, uh, to Krista for her time. I know she's a busy lady and, um, I don't think that'll be the last time we speak to her. Um, super, super awesome woman. And I uh, look forward to beating her. Like you said, Chris, I, I look forward to shaking your hand here soon and um, and putting a face with the name as well. But uh, welcome to the Packer family. So let's do this, guys. Uh, I hate to, uh, to turn it negative, but there's a little bit of NFL news that we want to kind of cover here. Um, you know, just around the league. We're going to bounce around the league real quick, and we're going to get you guys out of here. Um, you know, it, it was reported just, uh, you know, yesterday, I believe is when it broke, uh, when the news kind of, kind of became, um, um, mainstream, I guess you could say Cardinals wide receiver Marquise Hollywood Brown, uh, was arrested for criminal speeding. And, um, I don't know all the details. I'm not going to click on the police report and all that. Um, I like to keep the negative stuff off of this show because there's so many positive things, um, you know, going around the league. When you hear a story like Christian Watson's, and you see something like this, it, it just really makes you appreciative of the front office and how they take character very, very serious in Green Bay. And, uh, you know, when was the last time a player was arrested for something like this in Green Bay? You know, it just doesn't happen because of their process and 
and, and doing all the research behind the scenes and making sure they're drafting uh, players with high quality, high character, you know, like a Christian Watson and, and you know, even Aaron Rodgers. Like when you look at Aaron Rodgers, people people like to pick and, and bash him for, you know, stuff that, that he enjoys doing or maybe uh, certain things he said. When, when has Aaron Rodgers ever got arrested for something like this, right? When has he ever um, done done anything other than, um, what's best for the organization. I mean, the guy is just—it's—it's uh, it's amazing how people choose to to pile on people who have have been model citizens and done so much for not just the community but the league as a whole. Um, but again, Cardinals not looking good, man. They they went out and got uh, Hollywood Brown here in the off season, and uh, you can see it's um, man with the way the uh, conduct policy works in the NFL, and we we kind of seen it with Deshaun Watson, and it's going to kind of lead into the next uh, story here. Um, but when you, when you see someone like, uh, Hollywood Brown get arrested after they, you know, went out and, and went out on a limb and got him, um, I believe in a trade, if I remember correctly. And now, you know, he's going to be suspended for a significant amount of time. I mean, you're, you're looking probably six to eight games at a minimum, maybe a full year. I mean, that stuff right there is not taken, uh, lightly, especially when you're talking about criminal charges. So, uh, moving on to the next, uh, thing was, uh, Deshaun Watson. You guys know he got a six-game uh, six suspension, and now the league is appealing it. Um, to me, this is exactly what I talked about in the last pod. It kind of seems like they're they're somewhat trying to save face. It, it, to me, it seems like Roger Goodell really thought this through and said, let's put Judge Sue Robinson in place to help uh, you know kind of make decisions on these type of things. And lo and behold, she comes with a six-game suspension. Well, now Goodell has, a, has an opportunity to make the NFL look really good and say, no, that's not enough. We want an indefinite suspension. And that's the rumor that they're going to seek that. That way it looks like, hey, you know, we went above and beyond what a Judge Sue Robinson uh, thought was uh, necessary. So get off our back, you know, more or less. That's kind of how I take that. I'm not saying I agree with it, but that's, that's really what it seems like on the surface. But um, we've got a signing. Uh, and it was uh, it says it was the Cowboys and the Broncos that were in the sweepstakes for Anthony Barr. Um, in the end, Dallas gets it done. So the Cowboys are signing former Vikings linebacker Anthony Barr. Um, it looks like it's going to be a one-year deal, if I remember correctly. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, one-year contract worth up to $3 million. So a pretty pretty small investment to get a, a edge rusher there to, to throw into the rotation. I, I'm not sure about the Cowboys roster and if Anthony Barr will start or not. However, um, you know, uh, it will be at least some some added depth. I would have liked to have seen Green Bay be a little bit aggressive in getting a, a backup edge rusher, but at the same time, what it tells me is they're really happy with what they've got in camp. I mean, you know, Sam Holman's done an excellent job uh, talking in our Discord chat about how, uh, you know, it, it seems as if there's there's been packages ran where there's four defensive linemen on the field at one time. So that kind of tells you that, they feel really, really good about the depth they have on the defensive line, and they don't really need another edge rusher. I'm not saying I agree with that, but for me to sit there and pretend like I understand what the front office needs or wants more than anyone else is just silly, right? And I do a podcast. I'm not in the front office, and, and I always always crack up at the podcasters who pretend like they know more than the scouts, than the general manager, 
than you know the VP of, of football operations, all these guys that are getting paid hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to run a team. Um, it, it, it does give me a little bit of hope that, hey, maybe they are seeing something with a nag bar, right? Maybe they are seeing, uh, you know, something with a, with a Patrick Ramsey or, or maybe even a, uh, you know, Jonathan Garvin that, that they're showing flashes. Who knows, right? But what we do know is um, the Packers have been pretty, pretty steadfast outside of the Julio Jones rumors. You know, they, they like what they've got. And it's kind of the old Barcells way. You know, I talked about Bill Parcells called uh, certain players like this. These type of signings are progress stoppers for young players. You know, not only are they going to get the playing time over a young player, but they're also going to get all the, the first team practice reps when it comes to the regular season. They're also going to get, you know, the uh, the edge defender coach, uh, outside linebacker coach, defensive line coach, insert whichever one, right, is working with, with those edge defenders. You're going to get his time. Uh, you know, is going to be prioritized over over the young player, and that does set people back. You know, it's like with Jordan Love. You know, Aaron Rodgers being in the building and and uh, you know running that first team offense and getting everybody on the same page. Um, to if you if you think for a second, if Jordan Love was a part of that first team practice, that he wouldn't be getting better. You're kidding yourself, right? So it's it's one thing to run the scout team during the regular season. It's another thing to practice with the ones and getting a little more acclimated with the system and, and how uh, just those minor adjustments that make all the difference in, in the middle of a football game, you know, um, that's the stuff he's missing out on. So, you know, I, that's why I don't really buy into the hype and, and you don't hear me go, man, I wish they'd go out and get this veteran guy. I wish they'd go out and get that veteran guy. Well, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to mean someone else has got to get cut. And when you talk about drafting players that you really, 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 really liked going into the draft and you, and you landed them, and now you're just going to kind of void that contract, that four-year deal, because you want to put a one-year Band-Aid on a position, that's just, I don't, I'm not saying I 100% disagree with it, but it just doesn't seem like a smart way of building a football team. So, and Gudekins we trust, that's how I see it, right? But uh, again, I hate to wrap it up with a little bit of negative news like that, but I think it's important that we kind of kind of see how that stuff is going, right, um, and, uh, and and understanding exactly what's going on across the league. I mean, again, when you look at what what the Browns are dealing with with Deshaun Watson, when you look at what happened to Miami, I don't know if you heard, but the owner just got, I think he got fined $1.5 million. He had to give up a first-round pick this year and I think a third-round pick next year because he got caught tampering. When you look at all these things that come into play, Hollywood Brown being arrested, it just makes us that more appreciative of the front office that we have in place and that they're going to bring in quality players. It's not to say this couldn't happen in Green Bay, but it just it just never happens because of the culture that's created there. And that right there is it's got to be a testament to Mark Murphy at the top and Brian Gutekunst and Russ Ball and, and Matt LaFleur all the way down to really all the way down to the custodians in the Lambeau Field Atrium. I mean, it is a culture what they've created and it's about being stand-up people, right? men and women, a part of the organization. It's about being a stand-up individual and doing what's right and doing what's best for the team, the organization. So um, with that being said, that's the show, guys. Again, I want to give a special special thank you and shout-out to Krista for joining us, taking time out of her busy day to, to hang out with us. Uh, very, very excited to have her son on the Packers roster and look forward to many, many years to come of him uh, catching touchdown patch, passes. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I kind of feel like we got permission and she said it was something that happened uh, in, in football games uh, at every level that, that Christian Watson played at. The nickname is Scoot, 
guys. S-C-O-O-T. I can just hear it now. Lambeau Field. It's third and 12. Rodgers drops back the pass. He he drops a dime in right on the money to Christian Watson, who's got a three-yard separation from the corner. He goes all the way to the end zone, and as soon as he crosses the goal line, all of Lambeau goes, scoot. But when he catches that crucial first down catch, right, on the sideline, a little toe drag swag, and, and the crowd goes, scoot. I'm, I'm fired up about it, man. I think that's awesome. So let's spread the word on that. Let's get it going. And, uh, again, he's a rookie. Let's curb expectations. We know this league is tough. But if anybody can come in and contribute right away, I think uh, after hearing his background and how he was raised and and the uh, the tremendous uh, lady that was responsible for raising him, if anybody can do it, it's him, right? So uh, I'm fired up, guys. We got family night. It's tomorrow, um, 7 p.m. Central Time. Uh, be uh, Just keep your ear to Twitter. I'm sure there will be some streams going out. Uh, if you guys are local, you'll get it regardless. But we're hoping that we can uh, – we can be able to watch it as well and root on our Packers. And like I said, as soon as it as soon as soon it wraps up, we'll have Packer owner Bobby right after the fireworks. I'll give him a call. We'll record, record a conversation and get kind of see what the vibe was right there uh, on the scene. And we'll add that into the show on Saturday. So as always, guys, thank you for your time. Really appreciate you hanging out with us. We don't take it lightly. You could be anywhere in the world and you're you're choosing to be here. Today, I think it was worth your time. Usually, I'd probably say, no, nah, it wasn't. But just hearing uh, the emotion in, in Christian mom's, uh, Christian's mom's voice and uh, and all the hard work that went into to getting him where he's gotten to, um, I think it was definitely worth your time. So thank you so much for hanging out with us. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. And go Pack Go. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com